This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Spinner. Welcome to Notebook, a guide to art, culture, and tourism in Tokyo. My name's Stuart Monroe, a long-term resident of the city, and each weekday around this time, I'll bring news and views from Japan. And as the prospect of travel draws ever closer, I'll also note changes in travel as and when they happen. Over the past few weeks and months here on Notebook, we've mentioned quite a few events slowly returned to normal, having been left in limbo these past few years, and today is no different. Take the annual watermelon splitting contest in Yamagata's Obanazawa city for the first time in three years. The local event on the shores of Lake Tokora was planned to promote the city's prized watermelon. 42 people from the local community and beyond all took part, and with two people in each group guiding one blindfold, the sound of applause from locals and tourists alike would greet the team when they managed to strike fruit. Luckily, watermelon's in season and was served for free. Further south towards Kyushu and Itoshima city in Fukuoka prefecture, chrysanthemums are a usual sight this time of year and shipments of the flower are now reaching their peak with packing plants working in readiness for the annual bomb festival. Seino Hotaru, or yellow chrysanthemum known for their large size, were packed earlier this Monday into boxes of 200, sorted according to size and condition. Chrysanthemums are grown across 50 farms, with roughly 700,000 flowers shipped for the Bonn Festival each year. They're planted in February, and this year's crop is said to be as good as any. Yet while farmers work through the summer heat, the lack of water slowed the annual bloom and has seen shipments drop by almost 20%. This year's harvest has added significance too, coming at the height of neighbouring conflict and an ever-present pandemic. The annual Bomb Festival always bids one thing farewell, then welcomes something else in its place, and as with all flowers, is proof that nothing lasts forever. Over the course of their career as the architectural studio Arakawa in Ginz, Shusaka Arakawa and Madeline Ginz were mostly concerned with life, and more importantly making buildings to enrich the people that lived in them. They turned dwellings into experiences that gave inhabitants power over where they lived and how they lived there. And the purest example being an apartment block in Mitaka, West Tokyo, completed in 2005 and named Reversible Destiny in honour of American writer and activist Helen Keller. Arakawa was born in Nagoya in 1936, then lived and worked in New York until his death in 2010. Ginz was born there in 1940 and where she lived until her death in 2014. Their unrealised works like the Isle of Reversible Destiny designed in 2003 for Fukuoka City, Hotel Reversible Destiny from 1999, and much earlier the Bridge of Reversible Destiny designed between 1973 and 1989, were all obsessed with expanding possibility, not limiting it. Bridge of Reversible Destiny was 140 metres long and made of 21 sections each designed to trigger a bodily response. 
a rites of passage, the bridge was meant to span the Moselle River in France, but now simply exists as a 1 in 10 scale model. Other bridge-like interventions at the same time were born of difficult history and equally bleak to look at, like Daniel Liebskin's Micromegas and Edge City projects. But despite its own austere look, Bridge of Reversible Destiny aims to be much more life-affirming. Tours of the Reversible Destiny lofts in Mitaka happen regularly, while the original model for Bridge of Reversible Destiny is now on display until October, part of the IG Triennale at the IG Art Centre in Nagoya. That's all for now. I'll be back tomorrow with more news and views. If you enjoyed this episode, you might consider rating us on Apple Podcasts or think about spreading the word online. But for now, thanks for listening. This has been Notebook. No